Welcome back to the Go Be Wyoming podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Zach. We are your hosts as third generation Wyomingites. We saw the need for a Wyoming focused show highlighting Wyoming values and morals. We are dedicated to bringing you the people, businesses, places, and organizations that embody what it means to go be Wyoming. This is episode 85, Local News. Today, Zach and I cover a sports recap. We're going to cover a lot of our local sports here in Sheridan. Then uh, we've got, uh, is it Clavin Herrera? Yes. Clavin Herrera. I think everybody here uh, that's been following any... um, you know, uh, outdoors, conservation, hunting, uh, we'll remember that name. He's back in the news and, uh, we got some other stories too, as well, Zach, let's jump into, uh, today's episode is brought to, uh, brought to you by some of our great sponsors. Our first one is alpha graphics of Sheridan. They offer a full variety of printing needs for any business or brand that can be large format, digital printing, color printing. Um, they're going to help us out, give us a nice, uh, canvas, uh, logo in here yeah. in our studio. Um, we've got business cards, all sorts of things. Um, and they can also help you with web design, social media marketing, and more. Another sponsor for today's show is DYT Solutions. They offer custom digital marketing solutions for your company or brand. Sheridan County Title is another sponsor for today's episode. They bring better service for a better price. Ask for the best title service that has been serving Sheridan for over 50 years. Give them a call at 307-672-6478 or visit them on South Main. This episode is also brought to you by Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. With this unprecedented housing boom in Northeastern Wyoming, you will need an expert realtor. Even if you're just looking to sell, build a home, if you're a local or you're trying to buy a home, you need an expert realtor. Give Jess a call today at 307-751-6924. Let's get into the episode, Zach. Welcome back. It's another beautiful day in Wyoming, Zach. Yes, it is. <laughs> this is our local news. Um, this is also powered by the Pony Bar and Grill. We're shouting out the Pony here because uh, we uh, kind of do these late at night, and so we grab dinner, and uh, Pony is sponsoring us with those. So they are open, and they offer contactless takeout, too. So don't forget your local restaurants. Um yes. First things up, Zach, uh, some sports recaps. Um, Sheridan High School, um, I, I apologize to Johnson County, but we're going to really focus on some Sheridan stuff just because yeah. uh, we're alumni and we're here. Um, and to be honest, not to not to down on them, they've done a great job. You know, they've been doing it since you and I were in high school, but Wild Preps, their website is like yeah. impossible to read. Like all I want is like, the results from the weekend. Yeah. You know, so anyway, it's not, it's not a, not a hit on them, but it's just like, damn, like I can't pull everything up right. anyways. Um, uh, first up basketball, our boys, boys beat Natrona. Um, so they still, you know, that was out of quadrant game. So I don't know if that was affecting the rankings or not anyways, okay. but, um, our boys basketball are still number one in the Northeastern quadrant. So they're six and one. Awesome. Um, our girls team, they are still second in the, their Northeastern co- quadrant two, same co- quadrant, obviously. God, they should just call these conferences. What the hell? Yeah. What is like divisions and conferences? Well, these are quadrants and obviously, so that means there's four, but it's like, just call them a conference. Yeah, like, right. Anyways, <laughs> why can't they ever just keep it the same? Yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, they are, they are three and four. They lost a close one to NC. Um, Zach and I was, were just talking yeah. though. Coach Sullivan, the, the head coach, it's his first year 
year. Um, man, they've had some close ones. Um, you know, I, I, I would say their four losses have been super duper close. Um, he had a great quote in the shared press about he's, he feels that their team are, is at that step of, we've, we've hung in with the great, with the good teams, you know, NC's good team, um, Thunder, um, Campbell County, you know, some of those others. Um, but he's like, we just got to believe in like, we can beat these teams. Yeah. Like just because we're hanging them close, isn't good enough. So anyways, um, yeah. and I think Zach, your student teaching, uh, next to Ryan, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just a few classrooms down from him. So yeah. I, I get to see him every day. Um, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. You know, we were talking about the basketball team, especially the girls basketball team is, has been in need of this change of culture, change of attitude and change of mentality about, you know, sports and about winning. Right. Yep. Um, I think, uh, coach Martini was an awesome addition to the basketball team. Again, a similar sort of, we can do this, we can win. You know, you have the same guys who are going out for football, playing basketball, winning championships in football, but not winning them in basketball. And so I think we're really starting to see the ball turning here and really yep. shaping uh, that that culture of winning and uh, being a competitor. Yep. Um, so that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy to see what uh, what Coach Sullivan's doing. Yeah, no, and uh, yeah, I think you can't speak to the girls' basketball program without speaking about Coach Martini and what he's done with the boys. Because yeah, the boys too kind of were like, you know, we were competitive, but it was kind of like, you know, yeah, I think there's definitely a culture change, which is great. That's yeah. good. Um, swimming, um, our swimming team, I think it's just well, boys and girls, I think actually, um, they had duels in. I don't know where the duel was, but they had. Cheyenne East, South and Campbell, probably in Cheyenne. I would imagine if okay. you're doing, I don't know anyways, yeah. but, um, our Sheridan teams won against all three. Cause so they were duels. Cause I imagine they're doing this with COVID that they got only have the two squads. Oh, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. um, pretty much our Sheridan swimming won the weekend, which is awesome. So our swimming team's all doing a great job. Nice. Um, that's also another program that's finally turning it around, um, with some culture and having some leaders. Yeah, for sure. And lastly, uh, the Sheridan boys and girls, they both won on Saturday. Um, didn't get any scores. Um, you know, wild preps just mentioned why uh, Blaine Johnson and Carter McComb obviously were, were first in a couple events. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure McComb is probably one of the fastest kids in the state. So that's yeah. going to be a, he's probably going to be leading the, the scoreboards there, but so your, uh, Sheridan Bronx and lady Bronx are killing it. Um, in athletics. That's what we like to see. Yeah. And, uh, I, I noticed Libby green is in track. Um, oh, our, yes. we talked about her as the summit uh, award winner. So, yeah. um, She's, she's doing it in the classroom and, you know, out, out in sports. So yes. that's great. Um, next up. So I learned a little bit, Zach, this is always good kind of learning stuff. Um, the County commissioners had their monthly meeting last uh, yesterday, sorry, the 19th. Um, I was kind of on their website. I was trying to find the meetings. I'm kind of like, I want to see what was talked about. Couldn't find them. So I called the, the office and they're like, well, you can come here to the physical office and sit down and listen to the whole meeting. Okay. If you want. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that. <laughs> uh, and then they're like, or you can buy a CD with it on there for 10 bucks. And I was like, okay. Um, and then I didn't know this, but so the County commissioners have to approve the notes. So the notes will be posted next month. Um, and I'm kind of like, that's kind of odd. Like, um, and, and, and she, the lady was great. She's like, well, they're not going to be the full transcript. You know, it's not, we're, we don't post the full, sure, what sure. was said. So I guess the County commissioners must go through it and kind of edit it. Um, which I find fascinating. Um, yeah. again, we could go and find the audio, but I'm kind of like, 
Right. Well, was, so, it, so yeah, what do you, I mean, I, I guess it, all right, so they're, they're just releasing the minutes then. It's basically the agenda, right? Like these are the things they want to talk about. Well, no minutes would include maybe any decisions made. Cause I mean, I can find the agenda it's yeah. on there, Yeah. but I don't see anything of, you know, did someone make a comment, you know, were there public comments? What were public com? You know what I mean? Yeah, right, um, right. so you know, we know Lonnie Wright and we know Tom Ringley. So we're probably going to try and reach out to them and kind of be like, Hey, can you know, just explain the reasoning behind this. Yeah. And I wonder Zach, you know, we are kind of an audio show. If the County commissioners are okay, what about we just post it? Like, I understand. Like the lady was like, they're huge files. And I'm like, I get it. Yeah. We, we could post it for you. Like that's not a, <laughs> you know, it's a public meeting. So it's not, not nothing right. like, no, it's not like there's anything secret. Right. Um, you know, I was just kind of like, I don't really feel like I have an hour and a half or however long those meetings are to sit in the County commissioner's office and right. listen to an audio, like <laughs> <laughs> kind of odd. Uh, anyways, yeah. um, looks like you got grabbed a quote from Lonnie here. Is that you? Uh, yeah. So the, the during that meeting yesterday, okay. Uh, how'd you find this? This was in the Sheridan Press. Oh, because they were probably there yeah. anyways. But. Well, and it was more about the, the article was about the uh, solar plant. Sure. Um, that and, was on the agenda. Right. And, the, you know, a bunch of people, again, we've talked about it. People are, are upset. They're, they believe that the uh, county commissioners aren't considering everything. So you will be pleased to know that they have uh, postponed the decision. So I think in the charter or what, you know, whatever, this, the county rules, they have 45 days to consider this. So they're going to take those 45 days to kind of consider these questions that we've, we've brought up who has, you know, who's in charge of what, you know, just the, the logistics of it. Right. And I found this quote because it's interesting. Um, and I don't know who says, it. I think this is just from the, uh, from the press. This is, this is their own words. It's not what somebody's saying. Okay. Um, so apparently I'll just read the quote. While none of the neighbors were against the concept of solar energy, they did express concern with the way Verba, he's the owner of uh, Sheridan Solar, handled the project. Uh, despite working on the project for the last year, Verba made no effort to notify neighbors or ask for their perspectives. Commenters said um, those in attendance heard of the project for the first time within the last month. Uh, and then one speaker who lives near the project was notified the day before the county commissioner meeting. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it's people are people are upset with how they've they've gone about this. I get you've been working on it for a year, but the first time you and I found out about it was in December when yeah. they published the story in the press. Um, so interesting, very very interesting. Well, so that it's it's this is why it's important. You know this this is why you know people are coming out obviously and coming to these meetings and expressing their you know one one if this if this is a neighbor or somebody kind of like. Whoa. Like I didn't know about this until yes, you know, (laughs) until I guess it would have been Monday the 18th. That's wild. You know, like, um, now uh, this could go into some sort of, I don't know. I mean, this is a small town, so it's not like Sheridan solar has money to like get attorneys and like, you know, we sent letters and all that, which if anything, that would piss people off here. So, but, and I don't think that's what they're, you know, the, the, these people are trying to get after. They're just saying, I, I'd like to know more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I found up, um, if it's approved, right, it's going to be approved, um, with these six conditions, uh, in mind. So the first condition, uh, Sheridan solar must petition Sheridan County to vacate the portion of little goose Beaver Creek road that crosses the facility site. So there's, you know, in question who, who has access to this road. Um, 
Secondly, the construction must adhere to county zoning standards regarding steep slopes, right? That's right. typical. Thirdly, the company must submit a final drainage design to the public works department before the project moves forward. Um, Man, and they don't have this and they've been working on it for a year? Yeah. Sheridan Solar must enter into a road use agreement with the county. Yep. Um, prior to any construction, exact specifications of any facility lighting must be uh, provided to the public works department and demonstrate that there will be no glare. Uh, again, people are upset with just how it's going to affect their view, affect uh, um, you know light pollution at night. It's a very pretty area and I mean, almost no lighting out there. So you have an awesome view of the sky every night. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Sheridan Solar must comply with any recommendations made by the Wyoming Game and Fish Department to protect the watershed and wildlife. Yep. So I, a lot of that's pretty typical. Um, there are a few stand, you know, things in there that are, I think, trying to please the, the public too. So, At, Well, as it should be. Um, right. Interesting. You know, we're going to cover some stuff in the state news portion about, um, you know, other wind projects. I think it's a wind project, you know, and it's, it does come down to, you know, some people may say, ah, you know, that's greedy or whatever about, you know, property values, but it's kind of like, well, you know, you're not the one that owns maybe the two or three acres in this spot, you know, like, um, Anyways, so to me, it sounds like there's a lot of freaking hurdles. And if, if they've been working on this for a year and they don't have any of that prepared, yeah, that's as bad. And I think I, I, my personal opinion is the commissioners really should hammer them hard and say, Hey, you know what? Come back to us in six months. If you really are serious, cause obviously you're not right. Come back to with a better plan, Yeah, you know, and talk to the neighbor, you know, talk to the right. community there. Yeah. Cause it sounds like you obviously haven't. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. that's fascinating. So the county would let them have that road, huh? Or it'd be a road use agreement. I, yeah. There'd be some sort of agreement. Yeah. Um, that's what I would prefer. I, would, the, I guess if the petition doesn't go through, then yeah, there's some sort of use agreement there. I would not want the county giving them a road. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And then I think that's I imagine, a major concern that everybody has who has right away, who has access to that road. Cause a lot of people share that road. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. I'd re- it, they should pay for that road. Yeah. It's the County's road. It's not their road. It's right. the County's road. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of hurdles here that they have 45 days to address those. <laughs> so. Get it moving, bud. Yeah. Um, all right. This is cool. This is exciting. Yes. Uh, Sheridan County school district number two, they've narrowed it down, huh? Yes. Three candidates, three candidates. Uh, this is for the Sheridan County school district two superintendent, superintendent. Yep. position. Should have made that clear. That's my bad. <laughs> uh, the three finalists, Scott Stoltz, um, Priscilla Hopkins and Teresa wrench. Um, wonderful. Yeah, this is really cool. So Scott Stoltz, um, I think you and I, we said, we'd like to see Scott considered for this. Uh, Scott is already assistant superintendent here in Sheridan County. Um, and I think he'd be a great fit. Yeah. Um, really, you know, knows the system has worked with, uh, Craig for, for years, really has a lot of insight onto, you know, what Craig has done and probably some, you know, ways that we could maybe keep that going forward, but also change the system a little bit too, I think. Right. Um, it says Priscilla Hopkins works as the executive director for early education at Denver public schools. And then, uh, Teresa wrench works as director of education services for Canocti unified school district in California. So two out of state candidates. Um, interesting. I'm sure they're, those uh, two are great people. Yeah. Um, the, 
um, gal from California, just again, not knowing anything else, but just seeing the California makes me worried. <laughs> um, and you know, people are probably, like, uh, but uh, really like take, just do a little bit of research on California public schools. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't know if what Canocti is, if that's public or private either. So yeah. I no Same. And I mean, it sounds like Priscilla, that sounds like a private school to me out of Colorado that early development or whatever well, she's coming she's from. at Denver public schools. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she was in early, early childhood she's development. The director for early education okay. for Denver public schools. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will say as an outsider, like I say this as an outsider, like, but I do think, I wonder if, if the board is considering not to call Scott old, but how many, how many more years does Scott want to be doing? It would be yeah. my question, you know, and not, not that that should be, you know, I don't know. It's cause they're, you know, D Greg was, or Craig, sorry. He was what? 25 years, 30 years uh, in the school district. Yeah. Or and how long was he as the superintendent? I mean, quite a while. 14 or 15. Yeah. I think. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking using that as, you know, does Scott have t 10 years in him to be the superintendent, right. you know? So, yeah. um, I don't know. And who knows? I mean, Priscilla and Teresa might not be, you know, they could be the same age as him. I don't sure. know, but that'd be something I know. I wonder if the board is considering, you know, how long, mm -hmm. you know, um, and you know, Scott probably would be valuable to stay as the assistant to help whoever it is, you know, you never know, but sure. Um, I, I will, I agree. I think it's curious. Maybe we should research Teresa's school. You know, is that yeah. private? Is that public? Where is that in California? Right. Um, yeah. And then same with, I mean, Priscilla, it sounds like it's in Denver. So Denver public schools. So yeah. I um, do, uh, I do want to add, um, there will be a community forum scheduled for January 26th at 6 30 PM. Okay. So district Next staff, week. students, parents, and members, uh, can participate in this process. Um, it'll take place at Sheridan high school. It will also be uh, live streamed. I think if you're going to be in person, you, you're going to want to get on this because there's only a hundred tickets available Interesting. Um, to, to be in person, just, you know, probably COVID and, and whatnot, but, right. um, and you can get those tickets at the wild, um, wild performing arts and education box office. So awesome. Yeah. That's good news. So the 26th yes. at the high school. Yep. All righty. Clavin Herrera. Oh boy. Let me read this. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'll give a little bit of background. So I'm sure everybody remembers uh, Mr. Herrera from about a year ago now. Well, mm -hmm. it would be two years at really. Yeah. Um, he was found guilty of poaching, right? Elk out of season um, off the res. Um, yep. And big, big, big deal. You know, the Crow and a bunch of Native American uh, tribes rallied behind him because he argued under uh, the Fort Laramie Treaty, the second Fort Laramie Treaty, that he was hunting in, you know, treaty grounds. Yep. Um, it was a big, big uproar, went all the way to the Supreme Court. And if, it, the Supreme Court ultimately, they didn't give a ruling. They said... Yeah. Um, back probably you. right, but they sent it back to the state of Wyoming to decide. And yeah. I don't know what that decision has been. I think it was supposed to be decided or heard and then COVID hit. So it's probably been delayed for a while. Well, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a non-decision that actually made a decision because with them saying federally, mm -hmm. we're not making a decision. That's pretty much giving Herrera the leverage of, Oh, so it exists. Right. But while the Supreme court was saying, well, the state exists. So it's like, okay, well that yeah. good. And that was actually Kavanaugh wrote his, his, you know, um, 
for people that don't know. Mm -hmm. So whoever wins in a Supreme court case, they obviously get a right why they made that decision. Right. And then the opposition get a right what they're in the dissenting opinion and, and yep. the, the opinion And Kavanaugh was kind of like, by not making a decision, you are, you, we are admitting that there is a treaty. Right. And he's like, which doesn't make sense because we know that there is a state. So he's like, this makes no sense. Yeah. And that was anyway. So that, that's kind of what came about, even though they didn't make a decision. It was kind of like, well, you did though. Cause like, right. like you said, like, we don't know what happened in, um, then COVID. So, right. So uh, anyway, um, back on the res, um, and just recently he, uh, has pled not guilty to new felony charges. And there are four, by the way, Whoa. um, that have happened since, uh, January of 2020. Um, and I will, I will tell you what each of them are. <laughs> so, um, so starting January 8th in 2020, uh, police officers responded in billings to uh, theft of a vehicle and 20 days after the theft too, which is interesting. Maybe it was 20 days. They found out he stole it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this is, this is the big one. Um, sexual abuse of children and criminal possession of drugs were reported to have been committed March 2nd of 2020. Um, Montana division of criminal investigation took over a case referred from the federal bureau of In investigation, uh, regarding a phone seized in a DEA investigation. Uh, DCI investigators observed Herrera going in and out of a home in Billings. Anyway, they came into contact with him and they found meth in his possession. Also there, as they're searching his phone for information on, you know, who's, who's he giving the drugs to or who to get them from. Right. Uh, they come, they find 850 images, uh, involving sexual acts between juveniles and adults. Whoa. Um, and then a fourth felony committed July 18th, 2020 involved Herrera allegedly strangling a victim at a home in Billings, um, pleaded not guilty, um, to all four charges All four. Yes. Um, wow. Yep. So he will be, uh, in Yellow Yellowstone County district court, which is Montana. Billings, yep. That's basically. Billings. Yep. Um, and yeah, so there'll be a, a date for his, uh, wow. trial, but yeah, um, they My, go on to talk about the poaching case, and it remains open. But sure, we, we've already talked. About yeah, um, I think my big wow. It's not, this will be fascinating because I have a feeling that this is bigger than just him. Yeah, because it sounds like that that timeline there. He stole a car. They were following him. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's one of these things where then the FBI and DEA are like, oh, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys stumbled onto something <laughs> like, um, wow. Um, you know, I want my, another big thing is this is all in Montana. So like he can't, yep. those are crimes in Montana. Like you cannot, can't back out of these four. So, um, right. Yeah, I, uh, this will be fascinating. Um, I think not, not to sound, um, no love lost here if they, if they convict him. Um, yeah. because, uh, you know, um, I don't, did we ever talk about that poaching case, Zach, and our thoughts on that? I don't think so. Um, cause here's, here's my thoughts. I will never say that what we did to the native American tribes was right. Yeah. And should we have done that? Nope. Now, when you, when you bring this case up 
and leave alone the poaching, right? Just bring up the case of the treaties and states. Yep. That's that in itself is an issue. Cause right. Cause you have, you have the federal government at the time when they made those treaties, there were no States. Right. So of course they made those treaties. Right. I mean, yeah, now this was all territory and, and we yeah. can argue about the legality of the treaties and what the federal government, like, I'm not arguing that like some atrocities were made. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of atrocities were made. However, there, this is one of those things where it's like, we need to clean up, like who actually have so- who has sovereignty here on this issue, right. the state or the feds. And that's the big thing about how the Supreme court didn't make a decision is like, Hey, right. you guys need to make a decision. Like if you're, if we're this overarching governance, make a decision and they didn't. And it's right. like, okay, so then let the state freaking hammer this guy for breaking the law in the state. So anyways, that's yeah. now my other thing about that poaching case was, we can argue all day long. Was he using it for meat and all this stuff? Right. Or was he trophy? Yeah. Because the evidence suggests he just took the heads and the antlers. Yep. And that's, and that's, I think any, anybody that's a hunter and a conservationist will tell you, well, they were four bull elk (laughs) (laughs) trophy ones. Yes. Out of season with the meat left. Yep. That's, that's, that's not providing for your family. You know, it'd be completely different topic of conversations. Zach, if it was two cows, and he took all the meat. Yep. Then it's like, okay, you know, it doesn't rub me the wrong way. So that's right. why I say, you know, no love lost here. Um, and this is, I guarantee you, this is bigger than, because uh, oh, that's yeah. a lot of images. It sounds criminal possession um, in Montana because they just recently, you know, they're passing, you know, right. marijuana. So, I mean, criminal possession there is going to be huge. So that's a large amount. Yeah. I, uh, wow. You're right. It, it's huge. Uh, you know, our listeners might be surprised to think, well, why is the FBI and DEA involved? Well, that's how things work with the reservation. It's mm-hmm. in the constitution. The federal government is the only one that can deal yep. with native American tribes. Um, and so that's why the treaties are such a mess because it's the federal government. Yeah. Um, and we can, I can talk to you all day about this because <laughs> I've taken God knows how many freaking credits of this well, stuff, but the big thing is I mean, tribes and native American people. One of my own native American professors, teachers was like rallying behind him at the time of this poaching case. Like, sure. Oh, this is a huge win for the reservations. This is a huge win. You know, uh, treaty rights are going to be coming back. I will, I really want to reach out to her now and be like, Hey, what about this? Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel now? Do you, are we, are we distancing that? You know, <laughs> are we still in some, you know, are, is he still the savior of the rest? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's fascinating. They, yeah. so they, so some people wanted, the treaty back. Oh yeah. Because, because it favors the tribe. It gives, uh, I mean, it gives more sovereignty to the tribes. So do they want that land then? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. I mean, probably interesting. <laughs> probably at the, at the heart of it all. It probably, cause I'm pretty sure, uh, not to, I'm just, I'm trying to recollection. Someone told me when this was happening in 19. So COVID hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when it happened. Yep. A history teacher at the high school had Mr. Yellowtail come down mm-hmm. and he described, well, here's the treaty here, are the lands in that treaty. And it covers like from Hardin to like Cheyenne. Oh, it covers. So the crazy mountains, which are just South of Bozeman. Yeah. All the way to like, yeah. Casper. Yeah. That's, that's the hunting ground. Yeah. It's like, well, it's the yeah. mutual ground. So yeah. the Sioux and the crow. Yeah. We're, we're all you're supposed to share that land. But See, yeah. And, and this yeah. is where, again, it's like, Hey, I'm not disagreeing that we stole your land. Like I'm not, I'm, right. <laughs> but, I'm not arguing that, but it's like, okay, but you're just going to say, 
you know, people that have third, fourth generation f- land out here, right. like see you later. Like, yeah. see that, that, I don't know. It doesn't work. Like and that. I was going to flip this on its head here when you said like, cause it is res, right? Mm-hmm. So the feds are involved. Yep. If someone's like the feds shouldn't be involved and it's like, okay, then your treaty doesn't work. Right. You got to go back to 17. Yeah. You know, so 80s you can't you, fix that. <laughs> you can't just pick and choose what you want when it fits yes. your, fits your case. Anyways, this fascinating. Um, yeah. I, that's surprising. Uh, so you read it in the article. So the case is open. The, the poaching, the poaching case. cases. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, get them with these four charges. Well, we can drop the worry. We <laughs> can drop the we can drop the poaching it's case. It's a non issue. Um that's fast that yeah. Eight hundred and fifty images. It's 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 gross. I have some strong language in here and I'll, I'll hold Yeah. It, but yeah. We need to get on there's an organization here in town called Uprising. I think. Um okay. yeah, Uprising Wyoming. Um they talk about uh trafficking and stuff. We should have them on. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm trying to figure out who runs that, but anyways, yeah. um they're great it looks like a great organization, a great thing to stop uh, human trafficking yep. and things like this. Um, so anyways, all right. So last couple, last thing here, we are, is it, is this just Sheridan County or is this local all municipalities looking to, uh, um, yeah, I some th- alcoholic beverage like regulations, huh? I think it's statewide, but the oh, local gotcha. law enforcement is voicing their, uh, opinions on it. Okay. Um, and so essentially it's, it's just keeping track of the different liquor licenses out there and for businesses and stuff like that, you know, there's so many different types now. Um, so whether you're a brewery or a distillery or a retail or a bar or a restaurant, right. There's so many different types of licenses and it gets confusing, not just for law enforcement, but for business owners too. And which then ends up, you know, when the law enforcement goes to check up on all these things, right. There creates more confusion if the business itself is confused on what they can and can't have. Um, and so really it's just a, um, Clear it uh, up. Yeah. Saying, Hey, we, we need, there's gotta be a more comprehensive, uh, uh, simpler solution to this. Yeah. We can, we can organize all this. Um, so I just thought it was interesting. You know, we talk about big government and even at the state level, you know, this isn't, this is a prime example of it, um, of how we, uh, uh, we confuse it. Right. We get, we get so tied up in, in red tape. Yep. Yeah. And I was talking to, um, um, a rep from Bighorn Spirits, and he was kind of describing that to me that there are different liquors, you know, in classifications of liquors, and how the state controls the amount of that sure. and keeps track. And I thought that was fascinating because I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know they did that. I was like, what? I was like, yeah. this. It comes from like the state has like a warehouse, and they send it like when these certain licensees, you know, businesses mm-hmm. run out, they order it from the state and not from the actual. And it's all, but it's different. And this is probably what they're talking about. It's yeah. like we need to clean. Like, do we go to the state or do you, <laughs> or do you get it from the actual provider? Um, right. So this is good. I think this is. I think yeah, we should look into this and figure out just here's the thing though. I was like, are you going to make it easier or are you going to try and figure out a way to screw it up even more? Um, well, and with talk of, you know, raising the alcohol tax and stuff like that, it's just, it's just going to liquor tax or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Sheridan County has passed a liquor distribution, like 
deliveries. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's so now that's a whole new thing. Yep. Yeah. Box yep. of worms or whatever. So Interesting. Can of worms. Well, that's our, that's our local news, man. Um, you know, I'll, I kind of want to go back to, you know, we covered some sports recaps, some good stuff going on in the Sheridan athletics. Um, you know, our County commissioners, I think that form of government's working <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, in the way that it should be working. Um, remember January 26th, we will have the forum, the school district for the superintendent job, yep. 26 at the high school. Um, and then our good friend Herrera uh, getting in trouble up there in Montana. Yeah. So um, that is your local news for this episode.